When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. Wasn't it great to have Trevor Gleeson in the SEN WA studios? Great to see Trev here. Of course, uh, he was there with uh, Hazen Damo on the run home this afternoon. And he's still here having a chat here with Damien Martin and Hayes and a few of the other uh, people in the studio. Great to see him back. Back for a month before he heads back to Canada, of course, involved as an assistant coach at the Toronto Raptors. Big show coming up between now and six. Stay with us. So we're going to be uh, speaking shortly to Jeff Valentine. He's the Peel Thunder coach, and we're going to talk to him about naturally Peel Thunder and how they're progressing. Good win last week against Claremont, and also the return of Nat Five to the Waffle. Oh, it was his idea, to be honest. Um, yeah, he knows his body better than anyone, and he knows his confidence, so... He thinks this is the right step for him, um, yeah, to have a you know big crack at the second half of the year. So we just re- listen to him, really. And that's Justin Longmuir, the coach of the Fremantle Dockers, saying it was Nat Fife's decision to, to uh, decide to turn out for the WAFL at the weekend for Peel Thunder. Well, one of the great sports commentators uh, has called it a day today. Uh, he's known as Ray Rabbits Warren. Uh, a legendary National Rugby League commentator and has called many a big game, many a State of Origin series for the Nine Network. This crowd is really, really enjoying it out here tonight. Walker down the right. Junie! 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 That is a super try! That is Rugby League at its best! I can't believe it! I can't believe it! Uh, the voice of Rugby League has commentated his last game with the veteran broadcasting announcing his immediate retirement from calling footy. 78 years of age he is. He will not commentate this year's State of Origin series, ending months of speculation about his future. Warren did sign a five-year contract with Channel 9 in 2017, extending it through until the end of this season, but he has not appeared in the commentary box during uh, this year. We'll speak to Chris Warren, his son, about uh, Dad's uh, great role and contribution to rugby league. Chris himself has been a rugby league commentator and now involved in the rugby league with the West Tigers. So we'll speak to Chris Warren. And also we'll speak to Michael Lamonato, who is a Formula One and motorsport rider and expert. He's right across what's happening in Formula One. And we're going to find out where exactly... Daniel Ricciardo sits regarding his future at F1, in particular at McLaren. Uh, As we know, both the Australian and his McLaren team have admitted their relationship hasn't met each other's expectations. So we'll see where he thinks his future lies. And the mid-season draft has uh, just commenced. Pick one going to the West Coast Eagles. And as expected, no surprises, Jai Cully. 
has been taken by the West Coast Eagles. Jai Cully has been taken by the West Coast Eagles. That has been the prediction for the last few days leading in to the mid-season draft. And we'll keep you up to date uh, with everything else uh, that transpires with the mid-season draft. Jeff Valentine is about to join us in just a moment. And as I said, he's the coach of the Peel Thunder. Just some other news that's been going around. As we know, a huge uh, tennis match uh, was played in the early hours of this morning and it was Rafael Nadal. Could he make it 14 French Opens in a row? He defeated Novak Djokovic in a thrilling match, 6-2, And this is what Nadal had to say post-game. A very emotional night for me and uh, I'm still playing for nights. Uh, like today, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just a quarterfinals match, no? so uh, I didn't win anything. <laughs> so I, I I just give myself a chance to be back on court in two days. Uh, play another semifinals here in in Roland Garros means <laughs> a lot to me. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> If I am not playing good or if I am losing in that semifinals match, not going to be because I am not going to be focused on that semifinals match. The crowd have been amazing uh, since the beginning of the tournament. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> probably they know that uh, not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be here for <laughs> for uh, a lot of more times. So uh, yeah, I mean. Mm. The 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 feeling uh, about playing in the most important place uh, and the most important special place, personally in my tennis career, and feel the support of all the crowd is just something very difficult to the to describe. No, so just uh, can't thank enough uh, everyone here in in Paris uh, for for making me feel that way. You know, have been uh, one of these unforgettable nights. So. Thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, there you go, Rafael Nadal. And if he wins the French Open, he's into the semis now. He's knocked out the number one seed, Novak Djokovic. He'll make it 14 French Opens and, more importantly, 22 Grand Slams and will be two ahead of uh, Novak and also Roger Federer. So could he go down as the greatest of all time? Well, Jeff Valentine now joins us, uh, the coach of Peel Thunder, as we continue, as we normally do here on Drive with Peter Vlahos, uh, touching base with our great WAFL clubs. And what an even competition it is. Jeff, thanks for your time and thanks for being patient. Yeah, pleasure, Peter. No worries at all. I'll repeat that. What an even competition we've got this year. Apart, and no disrespect to the West Coast Eagles who are yet to record a game. A win, I should yeah, say. Yeah, no, look, it is. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, we probably feel a, a little bit disappointed. We, we dropped a couple of home games early um, because, yeah, we're right in the in the pack and, and every game is, is sort of critically critically important. Subiaco this week um, is a game that separates us. So it's, um, no, it's a very exciting time for the Waffle. That was a big win last week. You pulled off a 22-point win over Claremont after, again, another slow start. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I actually thought we, we started better sort of in and around the contest. A couple of turnovers in, in D50 gifted them a, a few goals. But, um, yeah, we were sort of always in it through the contested possessions and the clearances and... Um, yeah, then we really got going in that second and third quarter, and um, that was a, a really good win against some good opposition. There hasn't been a huge injury list for the Fremantle Dockers, so you've had a few of the Fremantle-listed players at your disposal, uh, including Josh Tracy, Mitch Croden last week, who were very good. How have you handled it? Yeah, look, it's um, 
yeah, you work hard on the connection piece, and we've you know been doing a lot of work, um, you know, on that, you know, going back to sort of pre-Christmas, getting the the groups together wherever you can. Um, you know, there's a strong alignment between both clubs in terms of. Um, you know, values and, and what they're looking to get out of the season. Um, you know, and they're just really good young men on, on both sides of the park. So, um, no, that hasn't been too big an issue at all. It's a bit of a, a revolving door sometimes um, with the Frio boys in and out and, and even with the Wapple boys with COVID. You know, I think there's sort of four or five sort of each week that are uh, unavailable. So, um, look, we're not the only club dealing with, with those sorts of issues. So, now uh, that your best 22 is the 22 you got on the weekend, and um, look, that was good enough to get it done last week, and, and hopefully it's good enough to get it done this week as well. Well, you think it'll be enhanced for the match against Subiaco this week at Leadville Oval. Uh, there is uh, one Fremantle-listed player who I believe will be playing with you on the weekend. Yeah, Nat. Yep, yeah, that's um, has been confirmed by by JL and the, the Footy Club. So no, look, that'll be very exciting for but not just for the. I suppose all parties involved. You know, we've got some young Peel fellas that are going to um, be sort of look second guessing themselves when they look across the change rooms and, and see Nat Fife sort of suiting up. It'll be great for the the Frio family to you know have their captain back playing footy and, and sort of really sort of gearing up towards a strong second half. And, and I suppose that you know even the, the broader competition, you know, just mm. to see our champions of the game sort of back and um, and doing what they do best. So, no, it's going to be very exciting for, for everyone involved. I know that the host broadcaster, Channel 7, have made the switch and will televise that game because of uh, Nat Fife's involvement and the interest that would be created, uh, the match between Peel and Subiaco. Does it put any added pressure on you as a coach to make sure that you don't totally focus on somebody that's got a couple of Brownlow medals and is an elite player playing his first waffle game for over a decade? Nah, not not really, Peter. I guess I'll sort of get into the game. But, you know, look, Nat's, you know, I've only known Nat for sort of six months um, since I got involved with Trio, and, and he's as selfless as, as any player on their list. You know, he's always literally literally the last bloke to, to come off the track every week, you know, every sort of training session. Um, you know, he doesn't leave. Just when his rehab's done, he, he's there um, when the session finishes. And, and I've got no doubt that he'll come in and, He'll be, be really explicit in, in what his role is and how that fits into the team. And, um, and he'll be just looking to, to get through the game and, and play his role and, and build on it from there. So, no, mm. he's very well-grounded um, young fella. So, um, no, I don't think we'll have any issues there. It's great that I've got you on, actually, uh, Jeff, because, as I mentioned, Jai Cully has been picked up in the mid-season draft uh, as forecast and gone to West Coast. We've just heard that Wade Dirksen from Peel Thunder has been oh, picked good. up in the mid-season draft. He's going to the GWS Giants. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. How exciting for him. Yeah, no, look, it's been a a storm of publicity and, um, and uh, you know, attention for, for Wade. And, uh, look, that's a fantastic story. You know, probably a couple of weeks ago, I I didn't think it'd probably happen. But, um, look, the, the interest has just sort of grown over the last few weeks. And, no, uh, look, that's fantastic. It's a, a wonderful story for, for him and um, his young family and, you know, what he sort of um, sacrifices that he's made to, to give footy a go. And, um no, look, it's uh, yeah, really exciting, and it's a, I suppose a credit to the Peel Footy Club. You know, look, mm. no one knew a Wade Dirksen, you know, last year, and they did the hard yards and, and sort of got up to Darwin and, and sort of brought him down, and so to um, yeah, to sort of put him into the AFL system after only three games of, of league footy, um, that it's fantastic, and it's sort of testimony to the work that Matty Rose at Peel and Paul Leckie is there, the CEO. Of, Chris Pham and the, the, the director of footy down there have done it. It's a, a wonderful environment for young fellas. Sandy Brock was another example last year who came down from Darwin and ended up on Gold Coast list. So, no, it's proved a, a fruitful sort of um, recruiting ground that we've 
I think we've probably got a total of about eight, eight or ten games out of the two young fellas that have gone into the system. But um, no, that's the way it goes, and good luck to them. Yeah, just repeating Wade Dirksen. Pick five, actually. He's gone from Peel Thunder to GWS in the mid-season draft. So congratulations uh, to Wade, and uh, well done, Jeff. Uh, were the whispers around the club that this may happen, or is it a complete surprise for you? No, no, look, yeah, the, the noise, um, you know, there, the drums were really starting to beat over the last few days. Um, Look, obviously, he did a little bit of training with, with Fremantle sort of pre-Christmas, um, you know, and he wasn't able to to be part of the, the, the train-on train on sort of squad. I'm not sure what they call it, but they can get a few players in for two or three weeks. And because he had it nominated for the draft, um, he couldn't do that. And then even even leading into this draft, I think when they first announced um, who was eligible, he, he wasn't eligible because he hadn't nominated last year. And then there was obviously a bit of noise amongst the AFL clubs and they, the AFL sort of reversed that decision and said, no, nah, OK, um, he is eligible, and um, yeah, then over the last few weeks, it's been a, a steady procession of phone calls from um, from a whole host of clubs, um, you know, inquiring about him. So it got to the point where you just thought, well, geez, there's enough interest in here that you know one of them's going to grab him. So to, to go to the Giants, you know, they're a really good club. It had a bit to do with Sammy Taylor a few years ago, and he speaks really highly of them. So. Uh, Dirks will fit in really well over there. Oh, fantastic. Let's get back to Peel. Big game against Subiaco. Are you surprised that the perennial finalists are struggling a bit? Only two wins from their first six games, the Lions? Nah, look, I, I guess the, the way of the, the world a little bit, you know, they're sort of missing a few players. You take sort of Greg Clark and, and Nick Martin out of that sort of midfield and that mid-forward connection. Um, was looking through sort of Broad and Atkinson, a couple of big fellas um, that have been really influential. You know, haven't played a lot of football. Harry Marsh only played, I think, his first game back last week, so he'll be better for the run. So, no, nah, look, it's, you know, if you, if you don't get, you know, good continuity in your squad, you, you can sort of struggle, and it is such an even competition. If you're not improving, you're, you're going backwards. So, um, yeah, look, they've just sort of, you know, dropped a couple of games they'd like to get back. But, you know, we all know with Subiaco there are, a really strong, resilient club. And, and, you know, we know what we'll get this week. We'll have to be really strong in the contest. You know, Kitchen and Delahunty and Harry Marsh and these fellas, they'll really want to go to work inside. So, one uh, shapes is a, mm. a great contest. And Blair Bell, who's been a, a great uh, warrior for Peel Thunder, still doing his bit in front of goals, kicked three last week. Uh, he's been a great focal point for you for a while, hasn't he? Oh, look, he's a, he's a wonderful um, servant of the, the Peel Footy Club, you know. I, uh, you know, lovingly call him the, the mayor of Mandra because he just epitomises <laughs> all that's all that's good about Mandra. You know, he actually sort of works on the water. He's one of the few guys that has a professional fishing licence um, in and around the estuary down there. He's, I'm sure, he's knocked back plenty of um, offers to to go to other waffle clubs along the way. And um, look, he never misses training. You know, once he gets into the season, he trains hard. He's yeah, just a, a wonderful fella for the footy club. So. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's led us really, really strongly in the absence of Ben Hancock. We, we sort of missed him since round one. And I think Blair's sort of coming up to his 100th game in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, the footy club hasn't had a lot of lot of 100-game servants. So, um, no, that'll well and truly sort of put him in the, um, you know, into the legends of the Peel Footy Club. Good on you, Jeff. Uh, lovely to talk to you on uh, a special day for the Peel Footy Club. Just repeating, Wade Dirksen has been picked up uh, by the Peel, from the Peel Thunder to the Greater Western Sydney Giants in the mid-season draft. Jai Cully has gone to West Coast. And Bryn Teekle, of course, from East from Al, a lot has been said about Bryn. Pick number eight, he's been drafted by Port Adelaide. So a pretty fruitful mid-season oh, draft. Him, yeah, though, yeah. yeah, for our, our young players in the WAFL, which shows the importance of the WAFL, Jeff, as we let you go. 
Geez, you've got a feel for East Romano. They've lost Trinatica, um, Hugh Dixon, and now Bryn Teekle. So um, that's a tough way when you get in only six rounds in to, to lose three big men. But um, that's also a testimony to the, the job they're doing in terms of their, their development. Yeah, and of course, it's the big Frio Derby on WA Day as well. East Romano, top of the WAFL ladder, taking on South. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jeff, and we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Good on you. Uh, great to chat to Jeff Valentine. It was good that uh, that news broke here on the, the program with Wade Dirksen. Good luck to him. Thanks, Jimmy, for relaying that information on. We've got Jimmy and Bray out there monitoring the mid-season draft. We're going to take a break, come back with more in a moment. You can join us any time on the Tempera at Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au, or give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line, 13 12 55. You can sell your car to Scarborough Toyota. They buy all makes and models down there in Scarborough Beach Road in Aussie Park. Scarborough Toyota, the best Toyota dealership in the land. Don't forget, double demerits apply from midnight tomorrow night until midnight Monday for drink or drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. As I mentioned, later in the show, I'll be speaking to Chris Warren, who's the son of Ray Rabbits Warren, who today announced his retirement from broadcasting rugby league. He's done multiple State of Origin series. In fact, his career spans many decades, and we'll get the latest from his son. Uh, He's 78 years of age. He's called every State of Origin series that I can remember, and... uh, He won't be calling the State of Origin campaign that uh, starts next week. Uh, He has stepped down from calling Rugby League effective immediately. But uh, what a voice he had and what an icon of sports broadcasting. Love, apart from Dennis Cometti and Ray Warren, who to me sit at the top of the AFL and the Rugby League tree. Who are the others that you think, and even in other sports, have been symbolic in in relation to being elite at broadcasting a particular sport that you followed? Love to hear from you. Come and join us on the open line or the uh, text line 0487 736 736. We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment.